Chapter Six of Divine Healing by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. According to the measure of faith. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. This passage of Scripture brings before us one of the principal laws of the kingdom of heaven. In order to understand God's ways with his people and our relations with the Lord, it is needful to understand this law thoroughly and not to deviate from it. Not only does God give or withhold his grace according to the faith or unbelief of each, but they are granted in greater or lesser measure only in proportion to the faith which receives them. God respects the right to decide which he has conferred on man. Therefore, he can only bless us in the measure in which each yields himself up to his divine working and opens all his heart to him. Faith in God is nothing else than the full opening of the heart to receive everything from God. Therefore, man can only receive divine grace according to his faith, and this applies as much to divine healing as to any other grace of God. This truth is confirmed by the spiritual blessings which may result from sickness. Two questions are often asked. 1. Is it not God's will that his children should sometimes remain in a prolonged state of sickness? 2. Since it is a recognized thing that divine healing brings with it greater spiritual blessing than the sickness itself, why does God allow certain of his children to continue sick through many years, and while in this condition give them blessing in sanctification and in communion with himself? The answer to these two questions is that God gives to his children according to their faith. We have already had occasion to remark that in the same degree in which the church has become worldly, her faith in divine healing has diminished, until, at last, it has disappeared. Believers do not seem to be aware that they may ask God for the healing of their sickness, and that thereby they may be sanctified and fitted for his service. They have come to seek only submission to his will, and to regard sickness as a means to be separate from the world. In such conditions the Lord gives them what they ask. He would have been ready to give them yet more, to grant them healing in answer to the prayer of faith, but they lacked the faith to receive it. God always meets his children where they are, howsoever weak they may be. The sick ones, therefore, who have desired to receive him with their whole heart, will have received from him the fruit of the sickness in their desire that their will should be conformed to the will of God. They might have been able to receive healing, in addition, as a proof that God accepted their submission. If this has not been so, it is because faith has failed them to ask for it. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. These words give the reply to yet another question. How can you say that divine healing brings with it so much of spiritual blessing, when one sees that the greater number of those who were healed by the Lord Jesus received nothing more than a deliverance from their present sufferings, without giving any proof that they were also spiritually blessed? Here again, as they believed, so was it done unto them. A good number of sick people, having witnessed the healing of others, gained confidence in Jesus just far enough to be healed, and Jesus granted them their request without adding other blessings for their souls. Before his ascension, the Lord had not as free an entrance as he now has into the heart of man, because the Holy Ghost was not yet given. 
John 7.39. The healing of the sick was then hardly more than a blessing for the body. It was only later, in the dispensation of the Spirit, that the conviction and confession of sin have become for the believer the first grace to be received, the essential condition for obtaining healing, as St. Paul tells us in his epistle to the Corinthians, and James in his to the twelve tribes scattered abroad, 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32, James 5.16. Thus the degrees of spiritual grace which it is possible for us to receive depends upon the measure of our faith, whether it be for its external manifestation or especially whether for its influence upon our inner life. We commend them to every suffering one who is looking for healing and seeks to know Jesus as his divine healer, not to let himself be hindered by his unbelief, not to doubt the promises of God, and thus to be strong in faith, giving glory to God, as is his due. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. If with all your heart you trust in the living God, you will be abundantly blessed. Do not doubt it. The part of faith is always to lay hold on just that which appears impossible or strange to human eyes. Let us be willing to be considered fools for Christ's sake. 1 Corinthians 4.10 Let us not fear to pass for weak-minded in the eyes of the world and of such Christians as are ignorant of these things, because on the authority of the word of God we believe that which others cannot yet admit. Do not then let yourself be discouraged in your expectation, even though God should delay to answer you, or if your sickness be aggravated. Once having placed your foot firmly on the immovable rock of God's own word, and having prayed the Lord to manifest his almightiness in your body, because you are one of the members of his body and the temple of the Holy Ghost, persevere in believing him with the firm assurance that he has undertaken for you that he has made himself responsible for your body and that his healing virtue will come to glorify him in you end of chapter six